Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and I am joined by Tom today. Tom, how you doing? It's cold here today in it's Baltimore. It's cold, yeah. You know, February, it's our February podcast and it's, it is it is cold, so. Like a winter vortex, minus, <laughs> minus degrees. So, I mean, I think it's like in the Midwest, it's like minus 7,500 yeah. degrees. No, I don't know if we can get that cold, but anyway, yeah. it's it's pretty cold. It's cold. It's, so, um, yeah, I thought somewhere they'd said it was going to be a mild winter, but I don't know. Whoever said that to me was, didn't know what they're they, talking about. They were wrong. Yeah. Like my oil bill, I just got that, and I was like, I opened the bill, I was like, I might have yeah. had a. I was like, oh man, <laughs> like, me is like, what's wrong? Man, that's a big bill. That's, that's a big, a big oil bill. Yeah. I hope I everybody's like, warm. Yes. I so. found my kids with hats and extra sweatshirts on a couple times in my house. I'm like, we could turn the heat up if you want. Oh, it's oh, cold. Okay. Though. Oh, you're not making it cold. Saying too bad. I thought you were gonna say toughen up. Too no, bad. No, <laughs> no, they just don't turn the heat up. They just put a hat on and. Oh, that's good. Wrap blankets around them. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's awesome. I crank the heat up. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's, it's cold in February here. It in is cold. It is cold. But we we're talking about something warmth. Warm. There you go. Isn't that great? So we didn't even plan that. We did not plan <laughs> that. That is great. We are talking about hospitality. We talked about that a little bit in our last couple podcasts, and we're going to continue today talking about some lessons that we're learning about hospitality. So we've kind of talked about how to, why you do it, why hospitality, a little bit about how, and we're going to go deeper into some lessons that we've been learning as we've tried to get better at hospitality. So Tom. Yeah, so that's been a thing on our, our, our plan is hospitality 2.0, we've called yeah. it. How do we get to the next level of hospitality? And we've been trying to learn from uh, a first impressions conference. We watched some of that as a staff, mm-hmm. uh, learning from our friends, of course, at North Point and other places about how they create a culture of hospitality. And that's the thing we're trying to create is a culture of hospitality. Right. You can't just decide to have greeters and say, that's our hospitality or offer coffee and that's hospitality. You have to really invest in it and and be intentional about a culture of hospitality. And I think, you know, one of the things we're, we're brainstorming for our Lenten series today and you know Megan Gleekin on our staff was talking about like I feel like with some of our volunteers they don't get the why right on some of our volunteers or why they're doing it and so I think that why is vision and vision leaks and we need to be saying it over and over again so if you're in a a church and you're doing some of these things you're like man I don't think they're getting it that happens all the time it's why we have to keep saying it over and over again and then trying to create the culture so that it does drip in, uh, and people do do get it a little bit more. But right. um, you have to be tired of talking about it. Like as a staff, you should be tired of talking about it. Right? Yep. I remember hearing that when I first started working here about the vision. Like we should be tired of hearing it, and if we're tired of hearing it, then that's when we're saying it enough. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, and it seems frustrating, annoying. It doesn't mean you don't be creative, but we right. got to say it over and over again. Yes. So I'm just. We were talking before too, and we talk about different areas. We do this. We do you know parking ministry, greeting ministry, host ministry. Our kiosks, or informa- we used to be our information desk and cafe ministry, are kind of the hospitality ministries we have here in the culture. And now we were saying, again, I think the parking's the one that's not done in a lot of places. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and I think either people think they don't have a big enough, uh, they don't have enough people coming to, to church for that, or uh, I don't know, that's not important. It doesn't matter. Whatever, doesn't yeah. matter. And I said, been, I've been, we've done some visits of parishes over the last couple months, and all four could use a parking ministry. So mm-hmm. um, just encouraging that. And they have various reasons why they're not, but the bottom line, how we would well, how we would describe it is that 
if you're creating layers of hospitality, parking is the, it's it's the, the first, first one. Right. And people feel welcomed by that. And we're going to talk about feeling here in a few minutes. So Yes, yes. Um, but Just on the part, yeah, I think sometimes while we have plenty of space, people can figure sure. it out. But then they don't, again, it's the welcoming. It's not about the function right. we'll talk about in a second. Um, or, But I even, you know, parish I was at recently, I saw a couple people drive out. I can't find a place to park. I'm going to leave. So wow. just emphasizing the parking ministry. I see greeters in most places. I think hosts or, you know, the, to get hosts or ushers to see people or mm-hmm. everywhere. But just emphasizing in the parking yeah. ministry is important. It's just a great opportunity, right? And so so as we have started as a staff talking about hospitality 2.0, um, and we were just saying we need to drip vision all the time and so let's just talk about some of the lessons that we've been learning here at Nativity as we have tried to sort of up our game with hospitality. Because we, we can't be, we don't want to be like, we don't want to make it inauthentic, right? So we've we've tried a couple different things. We don't want to be weird. Like, <laughs> no, that's not too much goal. hospitality, right? You know what I mean, though? Like, you, there's a way to be over the top with it. Yeah. Although, unnatural. Although, yeah, I think you want it to flow out, but probably... Probably, although that said, we probably need to get a little uncomfortable and it feels a little bit weird. That's true. You might be okay. Now there is, yeah, I agree with you. There's weird people. We don't want to be weird people. (laughs) Well, so the first thing to to really do to take hospitality to the next level would be to work on feeling over function. So let's talk about that for a minute. What does that mean? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that before I I share my thoughts or do you want me to just jump in? No, go ahead and jump Uh, in. I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you think first. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I love, first of all, when it comes to all these things we've talked about, none of them are tasks that are people couldn't do on their own. I think maybe mm-hmm. that's why people don't have a parking ministry. Well, they can just park their cars on their own. And right. we're not actually literally parking their cars. They can find a spot on their own. Or opening the door. Well, can't people just open the door? Yeah, sure, of course. Sure they can. Can't yeah. they find a seat on their own? Yeah, again, depending on how busy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they could, but all these things are about the feeling we're trying to create of people, how they feel when they come to church. Uh, on Sunday or Saturday night or whenever they come versus just getting a task done. And I think that is really the hard part of volunteer ministry is it's so often, all right, what do I have to get done? What do I have to get done? And people want to work, right? Like people want, they want a purpose and telling them their purpose is to just be kind or welcome someone is, doesn't feel like a work to them. Right. Um, That's more work than the task. And some people are more tasks, right? The the real work is the feeling you're trying to create. This Mm -hmm. help, help people smile by smiling at people, by making them feel good. And that does take some tactical knowledge, like just being there and understanding. It's, it sounds crazy, but again, knowing how to point where to park a car, there is like actually some things to it. It's, it sounds funny, but there is. Or creating the right feeling as people are coming into church by welcoming them, um, smiling, you know, like the weirdness, right? If you try, everyone, try to shake everybody's hand, well, some people don't want their hand shake. So that's where like the feeling is more important than the function of what you're actually trying to do. Right. Uh, so we, ultimately, we want people feeling good about about coming to Mass each weekend. Yes. You had some more to add to that one? Well, one of our uh, ministers, Josh Gleekin, who, if you're tracking on our message series, uh, was in a video uh, a couple, a few weeks ago in our last series, Unexpected. But he's a host minister, and uh, he was saying at a recent meeting we had, he's saying that we have we only have a few moments with a visitor or a guest or a parishioner at our church. And as a host minister, you have a couple of minutes from when you see them and greet them to when you seat them and find their seat for them. And that's the time 
when the opportunity is for hospitality. And mm. I just thought that was so great that he recognizes that the 30 to 60 seconds to 90 seconds that he has with them is the opportunity to be Christ in that person's life that day. Wow. Just should this, we should have had Josh on this. <laughs> I know. It was great. He said that at a meeting. I said, okay, can you tell everybody else that, please? Right. So, I, I mean, I think that's the thing. There, we, we want groups of, you know, we, we need tons of volunteers to make this happen, but it's trying to paint that vision for people and finding people right. who can get that vision so yeah. clearly like, like Josh does and let them share those things with the rest of our teams. So right. Yeah. yeah. And you can't really create a culture of hospitality with, with one one team, one greeting, you know, one 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 greeter or if you have a team of greeters that's great but it doesn't create that hospitality it doesn't create that feeling that we want people to feel just one person it has to be done in the layers a lot of times yes the layers so feeling over function all these things again are not about the function we want about what how to create that feeling and be paying attention to again when people come through the doors how they feel when they go when they come through and when they get seated how are they feeling what is the feeling we want what is the feeling you want to be having in each of those moments throughout the, throughout your greeting? Yeah. So that's number one, feeling Great. over function. When people feel good, they'll be more open to your message. Yes. Right? Right. All this is preparing for people to hear the word of God yeah. so the word of God can get through. Okay. So what's another lesson that we've been learning here? We implemented a new strategy. Tom, tell us about the new strategy that's been implemented here. Yeah. I mean, we're again, a lot of this is all stolen, but WOW 1 is something... Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, if we could get every volunteer to wow one person every single week, that would be amazing. So in North Point, they say, do for one what you wish you could do for all. Mm-hmm. So that you can't go out of your way um, to to serve everybody coming into your church. I mean, there's you know there's hundreds, maybe thousands of people coming to your church. You can't give every single person um, this specific you know, attention, but you can do it for one person. And if everybody, when they come to serve is, um, just looking out for that opportunity, how can I wow one person today? How can I put myself out there for one person today? Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated, right? It can be pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, I I think we have some other examples there, but, um, you know, I I think one of the things we talk about anticipatory service, we'll get back to that. But you know, if someone's, I'm trying to think there was something happened a couple of weeks ago there their tire, they had a flat tire. Mm, mm-hmm. And so they went in, oh, they ran, okay, so this is what happened. This is a pretty cool thing. Um, this is probably also anticipatory service, but they went and found, they, we have a cop, we have officers here, you know, police officers, yeah. more. Yes. anyway, cop sounds, whatever. Yes, police officers. <laughs> police officers sounds more right, more official. Anyway, and someone's had a flat tire, so they ran the license plate, found out who it was. You didn't hear this story? <laughs> They found out who it was, and it happened to have should be a volunteer, but went and got him. Wow. And then he came out, and I think they, he called AAA. He had AAA. So by the time he came back out to his car, his flat tire was fixed. Oh, my gosh. So there's an example, you know, of, of that's a wow one. You that's, know, that's a wow a, one. <laughs> that's, that's like our best. That's a big wow that one. That was a big one. I mean, so I don't want to put pressure on people like, wow. But, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other ways. You know, we've talked about this, I think, on the Moment Series last year about the Popsicle Hotline. Oh, yeah, that's so great. Listen, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about some more ways that you can wow one some people in your parish. Okay. Looking for practical ways to grow your church? Looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy, growing parishes? Look no further, as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you. On April 26th through the 28th, 2020, 
come to the Rebuilt Conference, where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers to be challenged to do more in your parish and experience the renewal of the Rebuilt Movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. When we left you, we were talking about how to wow one somebody, how to how to wow one family or one person on the weekend in your parish. And Tom was going to tell this fantastic <laughs> story. What was this in? Power of Moments. Yeah, well, Defining Moments, yeah, by Chip and Dan Heath. But it talks about the popsicle stand out in California. We've talked about this a few different times, but where you're at the poolside and you ring the popsicle hotline. It's at a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. the popsicle hotline. And they bring out a popsicle on a, on a plate with gloves and all that. My only point is that that creates a moment. It's mm-hmm. a wow experience. And this hot, this hotel gets all the most ravest review, the ravest reviews, not because it's a great hotel, but because of that right. one moment they created. And I, I'm still, I think at Nativity, we're still struggling. What are ways we could be doing something similar like that? How do we wow somebody intentionally? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've asked kind of like children's ministry to be thinking about that. What's, what's something just kind of cool each week that, or once in a while, you can be putting in where, wow, I mean, I, I mean, I think an example, this isn't really the wow one, but our stewardship weekend where we had all the old cars out there. Oh, yeah, that And you could fun. get your picture taken in the car. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool because little kids, and I remember parents would come over to the car like, no, don't touch it. And we're like telling host ministers, go over and tell them, please, because the guy, the, the gentleman that had let us use his car said, no, go ahead, that's fine. Wow. You know, jump in the car, get behind it. Um, you know, so stand on the stand yeah, on yeah, it, stand you on know. the fender, and get your picture. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's another example of just trying to find little things like that that create some kind of moment where we wow people, mm-hmm. and then we're or where. But again, the wow one is again being on the lookout for ways as a volunteer you can you can do that for other for other people, just one person. And, and so I think some of all these just kind of roll back into one. And, you know, the next one is call a person by name. Yeah, right. That's wowing. If someone didn't know you knew their name and you called them by name, the sweetest sound to anyone's voice is their own name. Um, and so um, we're trying to you know, get, tell our volunteer ministers, get to know people's names or, or, or in some mm-hmm. way. Uh, and that is a great thing, too, about having different volunteers out there is they know people in the community you don't know. Right. And so if I'm getting called by name when I come to church, okay, somebody recognizes me. I think there's something called the Hawthorne effect. I, write, write, I, think, I think I'm right on this, where I talked about um, for bosses that, that employees, how badly they need bosses just to recognize what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that just when bosses recognize what they're doing, their performance goes up. Well, I think just the church, we need someone to recognize us. Hey, I was at church this weekend, you know, yeah. and yeah, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. If someone mm-hmm. called me my name, okay, I was recognized for being here. Uh, so try to memorize names as best you can. Are you good at this? Are you good at memorizing names? Um, I am pretty good at names. Yes, I'm very good at names, but I'm not good at walking up to somebody and introducing myself to them. So like if I know a name, I'm going to remember it. If I meet them and they tell me their name, I'm going to remember it, but I'm not good at meeting them. Okay. But on the weekends, are you out here? You're calling people money. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every weekend. I mean, cause I am connected in the community and I know a lot of people that go here. So it is easy for me to call a lot of people by name. Yes. Yeah. So that just creates, um, um, you know, we want to go where everybody knows our name, right? That's the cheers thing. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I used to be very reticent to do that. Um, because I was afraid, does that look like I'm playing favorites? Does that look like to the unchurched person? Right. I don't know you. Yeah. And, you know, 
Allison on staff has, you know, the sweetest sounds are your own name. The second sweetest sound is, hey, you. No, she's joking. <laughs> like, but how are you? Or, hello. You know, she's like the right. second. So you still say hello to people. But I've come to the point where, no, I'll just say someone's name. If I know their name, I'll say hello to it. It doesn't matter. And then it's not, again, I say getting over the fear of being fair. I don't, I yeah. don't know that. Now, now, if sometimes if I meet someone who, um, if I see someone that I that I know I met, and it's the second time I'm seeing them, I am willing to say, hey, tell me your name again. Right. It's an easy thing to say. If you have planned what you're going to say, it's not awkward if it's, I mean, if it's like mm. the third or fourth or fifth time that you met them, then you you lose your opportunity <laughs> to say that. But part of my problem too on the weekend is, and it's just a struggle, but like, I know, like, I know their name. I know their name. Mm-hmm. They're coming up. It's just not there <laughs> yet. They get by me. Ah, it was <laughs> John. You know, it's like, but that's part of it. That's okay. But um, <laughs> any case, the sweetest sounds in your own name. Yeah, don't be, I think, right, don't be shy about asking, hey, yeah, what's your name again? Just say. Yeah. I mean, it is difficult sometimes against people who are, are public figures and know, they know your name and you don't know theirs. I think that's right. good if you can just get out and say, I'm sorry, yeah. can you just tell me your name again? I, I need to get better at that. Yeah. Or ask other people, mm-hmm. what's their name? You know, yeah. so if we're, we're paired up, uh, Father White also has a thing of, this is something he taught me. So if you and I were, Kelly and I were together and we were out in the conference, I'd be like, and I didn't know the person's name. I'd bring them over. Hey, do you know Kelly? And like Kelly introduced herself. And then, and then I would say, hey, I'm Kelly. What's your name? Yeah. Yeah. So there and you then go. Tom could know the name. Yeah. My husband and I have that deal too. Okay. Other ways of this, there's word associations I have. There's a couple. Actually, they gave us to me. They're like, they're, his name is Drew. Her name is Carrie. So that, they told you, they kind of gave you this little thing like, hey, we're Drew and Carrie. You know, and then so now the comedian Drew Carrey, that was, yeah, Drew this Carey. was when he was a little bit bigger. But anyway. He's um, on prices Right now. Okay, that's right. He's still pretty big. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you can remember anything like that about word association. Mm. So um, that was another way to, again, hospitality 2.0. We want to wow one person, feeling over function, and then walk with people. Walk with people. What do you mean walk with people? Literally or figuratively? <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, we're meaning literally. And this <clears throat> is something, again, picked up some, through some of these conferences. You know, so if someone comes up and says, where's the, you know, where's the children's room or where's this area? Oh, it's down the hall. Go take a left and a right. Mm-hmm. Versus, all right, let me walk you over there. Um, you know, I was saying about the bathroom. I guess that that could be a little weird. If they, well, <laughs> we could walk well, them a little bit closer. You could walk like halfway to the bathroom. Walk halfway yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but walk them over so that you're with them. It's funny. I'm struggling with this. Like, I remember. I don't know if I remember. Like Jay, it was in a meeting. Jay Gulcher's on our staff. It's like, so if anyone needs to go, tell them it's over here. I said, no, no, no. no yeah. Don't tell them that. You walk with them. And then I think later that day, someone's like, oh, where's the sanctuary? I'm like, oh, let me, it's right over that way. And I'm like, I yep. can't believe I just, I just did that. I just did exactly what you said not, not to do. Yeah. So, I mean, again, all these things, it takes ingraining. It takes some practice. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, we had a minister. What was it? A, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, a minister, a family came in and she's a greeter. And she walked him back to the children's program and stayed with them until they got settled. And then she came back at the end of mass to check on them to see how it was. I mean, that's. That's, that, that's going the second mile. We're going to talk about that. Too. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're talking about. And so that's the good thing is people can, is even we won't get it perfectly, but our, some people yeah. get it better than we have because yeah. they have some, a better some, heart for, for hospitality. That's right. That's right. All right. So what's another wow one or, or another way we can be doing hospitality 2.0? Give the gift of an unhurried moment. I love this one so much because it's one that I needed to hear the most. Okay. Say more about that. Well, the, one of the ways to give someone an unhurried moment is, is is that Tom has here in the outline, point your feet. And I know exactly what that means because when I, I manage a hundred 
student volunteers. And so on any given night when I'm here for student programs, there's 10 to 15 people that want to have a conversation with me in the first mm. 15 minutes that they're here. And, and I, it's awesome by the way. They, it's they, great. They, yeah. <laughs> it's really great, Tom. <laughs> no, um, it is. No, I know it is. It is. It's, it's, but I had to learn how to point my feet. I mean, my whole body was pointing away from the person who was trying to talk to me. And I was slowly moving away from them while they were trying to talk to me about something they deem important, which should be important to me. Right. So I, but I knew there were others waiting. In fact, there, sometimes there are people standing two feet away, watching me talk, waiting for me to be done. But I just decided one day after I'd heard this and I, I think I heard a quote from Dallas Willard, maybe ruthlessly eliminate all hurry from your life. That is Dallas Willard. Mm, mm, that's a good one. Um, and so around the same time, I was sort of hearing these things. And so I stop and I turn my body and I give them my full attention for as long as I can. Yeah, Hopefully I, as long as they need, but sometimes only as long as I can. Well, it does say an unhurried moment. Right. You right. can't give an unhurried 25 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Correct. So. Yeah. It is an unhurried moment, but if you even just consciously in that moment, you know, turn or look them in the eye, yep. listen to what they're saying, the eye contact. And then the feet idea is that if you point your f- feet at them, you're more likely to listen. If your feet are pointing in a direction, you're, you're just trying to get away and yep. you're communicating that to them. Yes. So what we're trying to do with our physical body is communicate that we're listening. Mm-hmm. And again, I think, yeah, I, we're busy as church people. You know, as you said, 15 people are trying to get to you yeah. and they're trying to get your attention, which is awesome, Kelly. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> you gave me. Thanks. <laughs> no, because it means that you're, they want you, you're, yeah. they see value in talking to you and as the leader here, as a leader to help them do their ministry. And that's what we're here, right? To prepare yeah. the people for it's my service. job. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. I'm running around doing all these other things. If you're in ministry, you're, you're doing 10 different things. Like I have to turn the music on and I have to yeah. be prepared to speak in 15 minutes. I can't talk well, to you, <laughs> but at the same time, like that is my actual job is to work with the ministers. And so I need to prioritize that. Right. And so, yeah, and that's, and that's where you, that again, one of the biggest things we are is trying to get ministry work. We're serving people so they can serve others. So yeah. So just pointing your feet. Um, the next one is anticipatory or point your feet by giving people the gift of an unhurried moment. The anticipatory service. This is from Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Um, just anticipating people's needs. So again, the idea that somebody uh, that flat tire was an anticipatory yeah. service. Yeah. Um, I have coffee cup example. What on earth did I have? I have in my notes. Now I'm coffee cup. When when uh, you oh, were trying, you weren't you trying to help someone carry a baby carrier or ca- carry their coffee oh, cup to their car? Yes, thank you. I'm, see, that's good. See, <laughs> we were going to do all this in the last podcast, yeah, yeah, and so but I have like little notes now, yeah. that I would have remembered before. <laughs> I got like, you, Tom. Thanks, Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my my story. Thank you very much. My story was just I was, and this was a, being a little bit late, but I see this guy. He's got the baby carrier. You know those things. Yeah. Yep. carrying the baby and he's got his keys and his coffee and he's trying to get out of his car right and, so and you're we, watching this as a parking I, minister i wasn't even parking minister okay. i was just trying to learn like we were just starting to do this mm-hmm. wow one stuff and hospitality 2.0 and i see he puts his coffee cup on the car so i walk over and i grab the coffee on the roof cup. of his car yes yeah. to try to help him and he's like oh oh sorry i'm not, I'm not really bringing that into church I'm oh, just no. gonna. yeah and he puts it back <laughs> in the car and I'm like, no, oh, I was totally just trying. totally missed your intention. Yeah, I was just trying to help him. And if I'd been there like 30 seconds sooner or 15 seconds sooner, I could have been like, hey, let me take your coffee. It was funny. The next week I saw him come to church. And he's carrying his coffee cup. <laughs> he just didn't want to look like. Just that moment. But that is the anticipatory service. You see somebody struggling and you help yeah. them in that moment. Right. So, Like on rainy days. 
we get we have our we have umbrellas and we get the umbrellas out because we anticipate that people are going to want a dry walk into our church. Right. We walk them in. So there's yeah there's something. Uh, we I know Jay on our staff has bought like one of those battery chargers. You can buy them for 40, 45 bucks on Amazon because people are going to leave their lights on. Their batteries are going to die. Bang. We're ready. Jump their car. We jump their five car. minutes. They're on their way. Right. And so they feel wow. That's that's again that's a wow one too. Yeah, for sure. Um, cafe help bring people bring food to their table again kind of learn a little bit of chick-fil-a if you go to chick-fil-a i mean how amazing was that the first time you're like this is a fast food place and yeah. they bring the food and they'll go as they would say they refresh re- my beverage refresh my coke <laughs> several times and i can just sit here that's you know that's awesome anticipatory service um next one last one i think we got is just smile it's easy it's an easy one isn't it it is easy for, but for some people maybe yeah, I mean, it's it is easy. I've learned to. I need to do this. Um, Why smile? Well, again, it helps others relax, and we want people feeling relaxed and comfortable and coming in. It's going to draw people to you, right? Who you going to go towards the scowling person or the smiling person, <laughs> right? And isn't that the problem in yeah. so many churches? Is that there's the people are scowling, at, yep. and that's where like I don't want to go there. I help create a positive culture, a uh, happy environment. Again, it's going to connect people to you, and that's ultimately what we're we're trying to do. We're trying to connect people to the you as a volunteer minister or to our volunteer ministers, because mm-hmm. that creates a sense of community, and then it's going to elevate the mood. And we're trying to create uh, that mood, so it releases endorphins. So I got that from a blog from Michael Hyatt. But I had heard him; he actually did a whole podcast on smiling one time, and it did wow. It really did change my life. I'm like, I got to smile more. Yeah, and it's funny. Not a big smiler, huh? You're not really a big smiler. You're smiling right now. <laughs> I work on it so hard on the weekends. That's I probably could do it more mm. at my own house. And uh, <laughs> that's something okay. I could work on. Um, but it has been big for me. And um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm struggling with my son, Max, to kind of like smile more. And He's not a big smiler. He's not a big smiler. But I'm totally like him. I remember even coming to work here. Like there's a picture taking me for like early on in staff. And I'm like, I can't see my face. But I'm like, scowling. I'm trying to look <laughs> tough, right? And I think that is oh, about yeah. guys. You're trying to look tough. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. don't smile, or you're trying to look serious and sober when you're younger, and yet, again, the smile is so much more welcoming and warming. Right. So we want to be, we want to be smiling at people. And again, all these things are such little things, but little things make a big, big difference. They're, you know, they're not rocket surgery. To quote right. Joe Theismann, rocket surgery. Is <laughs> that what he really said? Yeah, it's not rocket surgery. It's not rocket <laughs> science, but little things can make a big difference. But I think going back to is constantly connecting people to the why that. We're doing this mm-hmm. um, to create a culture in which people who are far from God want to come back in a relationship with God. Right. Uh, it's a way in which we receive people who are far from God, which is what Jesus did. So, Amen. Uh, we'll be right uh, back on the other side of this break to wrap up. This spring, our Rebuild team will be holding three one-day conferences in select locations. Boston, Massachusetts, Boca Raton, Florida, and Baltimore, Maryland. Each one-day conference will be an intimate event where you will have greater access to the Rebuilt staff and partake in some unique learning exercises. This conference will help your team increase the engagement of parishioners so they are fully invested in the work and mission of your local church. To learn more about the regional conferences or to register, go to rebuiltparish.com backslash events. That's rebuiltparish.com backslash events. Rebuilt Parish building healthy parishes together. Welcome back everyone to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today we have been talking about hospitality 
and creating layers of hospitality in your parish. And so some lessons that we are learning here at Nativity when we decided to go on a little mission of hospitality 2.0 and how we could do things better, we came up with several ways to do that. We started focusing on feeling over function. We started a Wow One initiative where we asked our ministers to wow at least one person or one family each weekend. And it could be something really small that they're doing. Uh, We ask people to call others by name. The sweetest sound is the sound of your own name. We ask our ministers to walk with people instead of pointing in the direction when they ask for direction somewhere. We walk with them and we talk to them on the way. The next thing that we can be doing for um, extra hospitality is uh, giving the gift of an unhurried moment. It just means giving someone your full attention for just a moment or two, a minute. It doesn't have to be long, right? Uh, yeah, a minute or two. That's the one Kelly's learning. I am this learning your that. Yeah, one. yeah, this That's is my number, number one. one that I'm working on. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to be running around working. Maybe I'm a little more task-oriented than I thought. I got to walk with people. That's the one I got to learn since okay. I keep failing at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anticipatory service is important. We can anticipate people's needs. Sometimes you can see it on their face or sometimes you can see it in uh, their behavior and what they're doing. If they're carrying three things, if it's raining, all kinds of things we can do. Because that's doing. the other one I got to work on too. Get the guy's coffee cup. Your timing. You got to get your timing, timing right. Yeah. It's all in the timing and the anticipatory <laughs> service. Again, although some of these things I like is that there are things we can prepare in advance. We have umbrellas. Right. We have a battery charger. You know, I yeah. love that Jay thought of that. Like, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. It happens a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then, sorry, you're wrapping up, so I'll stop. Uh, no, that's okay. And finally, the easiest one, probably, and the smallest one that make, might make the biggest impact is just smile more. Smile more. So. Smile more. Okay. Let me wrap it up. That's it for today, uh, Tom. Will you pray us out? <laughs> All right. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, God, we just thank you that um, we have this opportunity to create an environment, create an environment where people can come to know your Son. And remembering Luke 15, where it says that Jesus welcomes and receives sinners. And Jesus, that's what you were about. Help us to be about the same thing and to do these small little things that can make a huge difference in people's lives, can make a difference for eternity and bring about their salvation. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.